You know, we're we're blessed to have a place in the uh, in the mountains of New Mexico mm-hmm. at about eighty two hundred feet. So uh, we're certainly going to try to get away for uh, for a week or two, and you know, hopefully, maybe you know, one of the one of the weeks I can you know completely unplug, uh, which is it's hard to do, but mm-hmm. um, but it's you know it's necessary um all of our staff needs to needs to unplug and get away and then maybe the other week i'll i'll be connected but but not like i would be firing the office so that's what we'll try to do and and uh you know stay stay busy stay active uh we love we love the outdoors we love we love nature and and uh so it's a pretty cool place to be able to nice. to escape the uh the warmth of uh, of <laughs> yeah, Central Texas. Fair. You mentioned how you kind of hope that the staff gets time away too. You're always so good about that, like challenging people to do that during kind of June, July. How do you kind of give that message to people when recruiting's kind of still picking up? There's a lot going on getting ready for fall. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, um, there is there is no off season anymore in in college athletics and. Um, I'm not sure that's that's a great thing mm-hmm. when we we think about you know our student athletes and we think about our our coaching staffs and our administrative staffs and so it's it's really really hard and so um, you just we we have to be really really intentional we have to make sure that our people are really really intentional and pick and choose sometimes where they can completely get away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's it's imperative it's imperative to to be able to to go away, not have to pick up your phone, not have to answer emails, text messages, you know, phone calls, um, and just refresh, refresh spiritually, refresh emotionally, physically, and just stay away. And um, and if you don't, um, it I, I think it has repercussions later on in 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 the year. And you know, these are long seasons, long years. Um, it seems like every ever since we we entered into COVID, it's you know yeah. been this this long, you know, two to three year uh, slog. And um, yeah, our people need need time away, and uh, we want to make sure that that happens. Would you say, in all your time in athletic administration, this is the busiest? I mean, the most plates you're spinning in the air at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. Seems like it. Yeah, it it really is, and. Um, you know, it's it's the most chaotic time that uh, that I've experienced in intercollegiate athletics, and uh, it's just a combination of all things, right? It's a combination of, you know, some of the the deregulation, the things that are happening in in uh, in college sports. It's um, you know, name, image, and likeness. It's the you know, conference membership uncertainty, where all of that lands. Uh, it's just a lot, and uh, again, you know, we just got back from big 12 meetings and we're talking about you know summer activities and uh like how much more <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna pour on when right. you think about again our, our student athletes and when do they get get time yeah. to to get away and refresh and then you know every time you have you know an activity that surrounds or you know uh involves student athletes it's not just coaching staff it's all of the other staffs it's yeah. health and wellness and it's our creative services team and so all of those people are pulled in and you know at some point in time enough's enough mm-hmm. and uh people need need some rest and they need some peace of mind and uh they just need to be be quiet and and get away and be away and um 
you know, I probably didn't completely understand that till maybe, you know, three or four years ago because I was one that, you know, hey, I didn't need a break and just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But, mm-hmm. you know, at some point in time, there's a diminishing return. And yeah. uh, so just making sure that uh, we, we take time to refresh and, you know, um, we need to we need to be part of our families. Right. We need to. We need to be, you know, moms and dads and, and you know, and and uh, husbands and wives and, and uh, you know, grandparents. And, and uh, that's, man, that's really, really important, really critical. And I, I particularly think in the world that we live in today, it's, it's even, you know, most important. And so we've got to find time to be able to do that. Yeah, you talk about all these things changing, all these things kind of piling up. Talk a little bit about name, image, and likeness, right? The the hot question everyone's asking about. But what's kind of our philosophy here at Baylor and kind of tying to what you're just sharing about trying to kind of control all of this? How, how do we approach it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, candidly right now, it's all-consuming. It, it it really is. And, and, you know, let me let me step back. You know, it's all consuming for myself and, and some other uh, administrators. And then it's all consuming for some of our sports. Not not all of them. Not not yet, at least. And uh, so, you know, I, I would think in general, the concept right of name, image and likeness and the opportunity for our student athletes to, to earn money off of their name, image and likeness and for them to really value, you know, their name, their image, their likeness, and how do you grow that? How do you protect it? You know, that is all really, really positive. And, um, and I think as we were approaching, you know, July 1, 2021 and image likeness, that's where our mindset was. That's, that's how we were thinking about it. You know, certainly Baylor, we were going to make sure that, you know, everything we did in this space aligned with our Christian values. And, you know, we were, we were really, you know, thoughtful and careful. How are we going to do that? You know, we wanted to make sure that we were really good on the front end with our student athletes, meaning the education piece, but also on the back end, you know, the financial literacy and, you know, taxes and, you know, all of those things. And so just trying to be really, really responsible. And unfortunately, uh, and, you know, this this could be a podcast in itself. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some of those guardrails, those parameters that, you know, many of us worked, you know, hours and hours um, before were, were not implemented. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't implemented for a lot of different reasons, including, you know, this, this idea of this violation of any antitrust law. And so it became the wild, wild west. And now it's it's just it's uh, it's it's crazy. And, um, you know, how we're doing it, um, meaning the industry, uh, I don't think if you talk to any athletic director, any head coach, right, that this is what it was intended to be mm. and, uh, and how we're doing it. And so how do we Baylor navigate that knowing that it is a reality? And if, if we want competitive programs, you know, one of our pillars, athletic success, if we want competitive programs, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play in it. You know, we're going to have to be relevant in the name, image, and likeness game. And so we're trying to do that. We're trying to do that and navigate that. And, again, I use the word alignment, um, aligned with our Christian values. Uh, I can promise, you know, the, the Baylor Athletics family, we will not compromise that 
at all. Um, we're not trying to be like everyone. Uh, if we, you know, are are in the position or or have the mindset, right, that we're going to try to match dollar for dollar mm-hmm. with our competitors, that's not who we are, and that's not how we've been successful. And I think if we try to do that, the more that we become similar to them, I, I think the more disadvantage, uh, uh, you know, uh, disadvantaged we, we are. And so, you know, how do we, yes, we have to be in the game, but, you know, there is still great value for coming to, to Baylor University. The education, the Christian mission, right, um, those count for something. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, Baylor's not for, for everybody. And, uh, and you know, we need to know and, and, and understand that and um, stay true to who we are, um, not compromise that, because I think the minute and the moment we do, um, we're going we're gonna to be lost. What would be your message to uh, people who are listening to the Baylor family? Um, if they want to help, uh, what's the best way to help in the NIL spot? Yeah, you know, we were we were uh, blessed. And, again, I think this was part of, you know, trying to be thoughtful and how do we do this. And we – when you when you thought about collectives, right, these outside, you know, organizations or groups, right, that, you know, are – are raising money um, on behalf of, of name, image, and likeness, and and really, you know, um, orchestrating cutting deals, you know, with with student athletes. That was a space we didn't want to be first in. We wanted to see how it played out and be and be really thoughtful. And so, you know, we were able to to team up with Startup Waco and and GXG and you know Startup Waco here in uh, obviously the Waco community and working with the local business community and you know really thought it was a, a great match and pairing. And John Passavant leads you know uh, Startup Waco and and um, and GXG and they've been wonderful wonderful partners. So, um, you know how how can our Baylor family help uh, by contacting GXG? And uh, certainly all of that is accessible through our, our website, et cetera. But uh, being able to contact them and do it through them, you know, we, the institution, cannot provide any university funds for name, image, and likeness. Uh, so we can't do that early on uh, in name, image, and likeness. So probably for the first, you know, year and a half, we in athletics or the institution couldn't even assist and and really have conversation about it. Now that has changed. We can now assist and sit down with uh, with you know our our uh, BU family and and talk about hey uh, would you would you consider you know giving to to GXG Exchange uh, etc. So that's that's the best way. Good, very good. Yeah, that's a great point. You mentioned earlier how. Baylor is so blessed that people are giving to GXG and through name image and like this. And we can look out this window and just see all of the construction going on around us and, and things really making progress. So give us a little update, a high level update, if you can, on Foster Pavilion Fudge Operations Center, what we can see coming. Yeah, um, Foster Pavilion. Wow. You know, I've been in it since they, they started construction. I've now been in it twice. And uh, every Every time, you know, both times, you know, super, super excited. And, uh, you know, you walk into the the arena portion of it, the seating bowl, and you just you're wow, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the the, the 7000 plus seats are right there on top of the 
on top of the court. And, uh, you know, again, one of the, 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 the driving forces behind, you know, the, the Foster Pavilion was to create an environment, a home court advantage that was going to be really, really difficult for, for opponents to come in and play. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, we'll, we'll achieve that. And, you know, we go back to, hey, there's been some surveys as recent within the last five years about most difficult places to play mm. in the Big 12. And, and Baylor was always ranked ninth for both men's and women's basketball. And so, you know, I think this will really, you know, serve our our programs well, serve our, our staff, certainly our, our student athletes. And I think it's going to be a great uh, place for community with our with our fans. And then certainly the portion, the development center portion, um, you know, will be um, – really really important i think for for both programs and the setting to put it right there right there on uh, on the brazos mm-hmm. nobody can replicate that in in the country and so let's let's take advantage of that and it's been a a great working relationship with the with the city and uh you know we'll play you know our first game there uh the first week of uh january of 2024 and right now it's on schedule and just uh excited it's a it's a great project and obviously you know couldn't couldn't have done it without paul and and uh, alejandra foster and you know we just recently next uh announced texas farm bureau insurance championship partner uh and uh partnership and and their support and so many other donors i mean just um and the, the, the BU Athletics family, again, Katie, you used the word blessed. We are blessed, right, that, um, man, we, we couldn't do it without without any of them. And, uh, again, the, the Fudge Football Center, you know, obviously Jeremy and Christy uh, Fudge and, and their family. And, you know, that's, um, again, on uh, on time and uh, on budget, both both <laughs> projects were probably yeah. probably the most most important. But uh, we'll look forward to, to opening up that building sometime, you know, spring summer of twenty four. So uh, both underway and both uh, will be, you know, a huge lift for this department. And the thing that gets lost with the fudge is that you know that allows you know football to move out of the Simpson Center, and then we have all of this you know, square footage real estate to really put forward to serve all 525 student-athletes. When we think about, you know, our Student-Athlete Center for Excellence, so academics, character formation, uh, spiritual formation, right, we can really turn this into a, a, a place where we can service all of our student athletes, all 525 at a really, really high level. And so we're going to be able, I think we do some really, really good things in those areas and, and they've got great leadership, but man, we're even going to be able to take it now to a next level by being able to, to have some, some additional space and, and, uh, and programming areas for our, for our, uh, for all of our student athletes. And likewise, when basketball moves out of the Farrell center, that opens up some space yeah, there. Absolutely. And so, you know, we've had acrobats and tumbling, which, you know, we'll probably talk about how, how can you not talk about acrobatics and tumbling yeah. and eight straight national championships, but you know, they've, they've been over at Mars McLean, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Kind of disconnected from, from everybody else. And it's mm-hmm. been a, you know, a, a great facility for them, but it's old, right? And so now they get to move into the Farrell Center and uh, and and have a dedicated 
place and space that will really accommodate the program. And then volleyball, same thing for volleyball. And, um, you know, so not having to share that, just those two and and uh, that being the dedicated home for those programs, I think is uh, is going to be great for uh, for uh, both uh, Ryan and Fee and, and, uh, and those student athletes. Yeah. That is such a good point. Just people celebrate the new football, people celebrate the new basketball, and it's really impacting so many sports primary facilities, which is really exciting. Yeah, you think about just scheduling issues, you know, when you think about the weight room and the training room here in in Simpson, and you think about just football and Mm. they, you know, lift in groups of 20, you know, hour at a time. Well, that's six hours, and then everybody else is trying to work at it, and so we've got – you know, sport programs, you know, working out at 5 a.m. We've got some at 7 p.m. And so just, you know, lifting that pressure, decreasing mm-hmm. that pressure. And now, you know, this really becomes a a, a, a center, a facility that's that's really more accommodating for, for all of our student athletes. Yeah. This may not be a fair question, but you can handle it. <laughs> um, two huge projects, building projects going on now, but I know you're always, you have to be forward thinking also. Anything on the drawing board, on the near horizon, other other facilities that you can talk about? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you always have to be be looking forward and you know you you think about some of the athletic programs that that have had you know uh historically um have had success and then all of a sudden you know um you know for whatever reason they they just they stopped having some success and you know most of the time if you look back it's a lot of it is they they stopped investing right Mm -hmm. and and so i think you know for us Facilities is just one way to to invest. There's certainly other ways, and 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 uh, you you have to in in those other areas as well. But facilities is is certainly an area that we always got to be be thinking about. And um, and so you know um, we've mentioned obviously the Simpson Center, we mentioned Farrell Center, but um, you know thinking about we're going to have to do some things with uh, the Herd Tennis Center, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about that, um, uh, we're going to have to do some things with with uh, the baseball stadium and and with softball and uh, and um, you know we've we've done some things with soccer. We're going to get ready to do you know over at the uh, Clyde Hart you know, track and field redo the the entire surface there. So we're always going to be thinking about you know what other projects we're we're going to have to build a a brand new control room that. That doesn't mean a lot for maybe, you know, uh, all of our fans. But when we think about technology and where we're headed and our new TV contracts with ESPN and and Fox, and specifically ESPN because of ESPN Plus, and for us to be able to broadcast or produce, I should say, you know, um, events for ESPN, that's a critical component that we're going to have to, you know, that's that's not an inexpensive project that um, that we're going to have to take tackle here within the next you know uh 24 months and we're also going to put a studio in there so give us some flexibility to do some really neat things creatively so there's a there's a lot happening there's a lot to do and uh you know we're always gonna we're always gonna push uh push the envelope and uh continue to try to try to evolve and uh, continue to move forward 